for the for, for Monday, I'll be teaching on uh, generational blessing and who can pronounce generational blessing upon you today um, and uh, tomorrow and the days to come. I'll be speaking about how is generational blessing pronounced or how does it come? What activates a generational blessing upon the life of someone? What propels the release of a generational blessing. And I want you to understand that the same way that generational cases originate from something that someone did in the same manner, generational blessings can also originate from something that someone did. Are you hearing me? So you need to connect with me. You need to contact me. You need to listen to this broadcast. And I know for sure you are going to be tremendously blessed. What are some of the things that someone does that releases or activates generational blessing upon the life of a man? And those are the things we are going to be going through. I'll try my best and run through them so that we can prepare our hearts and our minds for what God is about to do and to give in our lives. Hallelujah. So what are some of the things that propels, <clears throat> sorry, I beg your pardon, generational blessing? And uh, one of the things that causes generational blessings to be pronounced over the life of a man a sacrifice. Somebody says sacrifice. Sacrifice is when you sacrifice to God or you make sacrifices to the Lord, it activates generational blessings upon the life of a man. Number two, another thing that causes generational blessings to be released upon the life of a man, that another thing that moves God to pronounce or release generational blessing upon a man is utmost obedience to God. When you put yourself in a position where you are um, you are totally obedient to God and to I mean his leadings and to his directions, it activates generational blessing upon you. When you bring yourself to a place where you are totally obedient to his instructions, to what he does and for what he wants you to do, when you obey the things of God and you are um, obedient to God, it propels heaven to release generational blessings upon you. Another thing that um, uh, causes generational blessings to be lead, to be to be to be pronounced or to be activated upon the life of um, a man is when you live or you dwell in the covering or under the covering where God has placed you. And when I'm going to go through all that, possibly in the next few minutes, I'm not sure what I'll be able to finish, but I will be able to make sure, I'll make sure I go through it to the end. What 
activates generational blessing upon the life of a man when you dwell under the covering or in the land or the place where God has ordained you to be. It attracts generational blessings. Some of the things, the next thing that attracts generational blessings also under some of the choices we make, the choices we make, our own choices. Number five, another thing that attracts generational blessings is our services, the services we render to God. Listen to me, the sacrifices you render to God is different from the services you render to God. You understand? So the services you render to God are activist generational blessing upon the life of a man. <clears throat> Another thing that activates generational blessings upon the life of a man um, uh, is when we honor and protect the anointing that God has placed over our lives. The other day, David said when David had the opportunity to kill Saul, he said, I will, I mean, he says, not touch the, 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 the houses. I mean, curse be me if I do touch the Lord's anointed. David refused to harm and to touch the anointed of the Lord. David said, do not destroy Saul. For who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed? and be guiltless, my God. David said, I refuse to stretch my hand against the Lord's anointed. And so David refused to kill Saul, even though Saul was looking for him to kill him. Now, that is high dimension of honor when a man who had the power to kill you, the man wanted to kill you, the man wanted to, not once, not twice, several times, but you get the opportunity and you refuse to harm him and you say, don't even touch him. And, and the Bible says, because of that, David dwelled and lived in his good old age. Most of the sons of David dwelled and lived and died by themselves. None of them died by the sword. Why? Because their father set a pace and, and refused to touch the Lord's anointed with a sword. So it activated the generational blessing of long life upon David and his generation. So most of these are some of the things that activate generational blessing upon the life of a man. I've given you about seven points. We are going to go through all of them. And then I'm not possibly, not all of them today, but at least as many as we can today. And then we can be able to build it up from there. Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 22. And then we shall be reading from there. I need you to share the link. I need you to invite a friend. Invite a brother, invite a sister, invite a relative. Hear me and hear me well. God has mandated priests, men of God, that he himself has called anointed to pronounce a blessing over his people. He, he knew that the people themselves can pronounce blessings upon themselves, but there is, a, there is a role and a place where he has placed his servants to be able to pronounce blessings over his people. So, so today, 
uh, before I finish, I'm going to teach for a while and I'm going to pronounce blessing upon you. Every single day on this platform, I'm going to make sure um, God uses me to a in a place where I'll be pronouncing blessings upon you. And as you connect with me, as you connect prophetically here, Jehovah God is going to bless you and you are going to experience unusual blessings you've never seen before. Go with me, if you would, to the book of Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22, Genesis 22. Let's get on there and let's hear the word of the Lord. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 22, hallelujah, glory be to God. And as the spirit of God gives me grace, I will be ministering to people in the prophetic as and when, I mean, the word of the Lord comes and I know for sure that we are going to be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So let's go to Genesis chapter 22, reading from verse 1. Let's hear the word of the Lord. The Bible says, yeah, the Bible says, now after these things, God tested the faith and the commitment of Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he answered, here I am. And he said, take now your only son of promise, whom you love, and uh, go to the region of Moriah, which... And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now God comes to uh, Abraham and tells him, I want you to go to the regions of Moriah, take your only son, and uh, there I would want you to sacrifice him to me. Are you hearing me? He said, take your only son Isaac, and I want you to take him there, and I want you to sacrifice him to me. And, and, and let's hear what, what happens. So Abraham got up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac and split the wood of the burnt offering. <clears throat> and split the wood of the burnt offering. And then he got up and went to the place which God had told him. And on the third day of, of the travel, Abraham looked up and saw a place in a distance. And Abraham said to his servants, settle down and settle down and stay here with the donkey. And the young man and I will go over there and worship God. And we will come back to you. And Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it upon his shoulder, the shoulders of his son Isaac. And he took the fire pot in his own hand and uh, the sacrificial knife, and the two of them walked together. And Isaac said to, his, to Abraham, my father, and he said, here I am. My, he says, my, my son. Isaac said, look, the fire, the wood battle. Where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself for um, a lamb for the burnt offering. And so the two walked together. And when they came to the place which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood. And Isaac, his son, and placed Isaac, his son, on the altar on top of the wood. Now, I want to show you something very profound here, ladies and gentlemen. And I need your maximum attention so that we can be able to run through this very well. Now, Isaac and Abraham are on a journey to sacrifice. And Abraham 
have has got wood, he's got fire, but there is no lamb for sacrifice. So Isaac asks his father, Father, there is the wood, there is the lamb where there is the there is the wood, there is a fire. Where is the lamb for the sacrifice? And Abraham says, God will provide the lamb. And the Bible says, when they got to the place of sacrifice, Abraham by prepares the altar, number one. I want you to follow me, please. And after he had prepared the altar, the Bible says, Abraham ties Isaac. Now, Isaac was a young man. He was not a baby. He was mature, relatively, almost in his 20s. And his father, fairly older. Remember, Abraham was older. Abraham was over 100 years. Abraham was weak. He was not so strong. Abraham did not really have the capacity and the mandate to really forcefully tie Isaac. What I'm trying to make you understand is that when Abraham and Isaac got to the place of the altar. Isaac at that moment understood that the father was going to sacrifice him. Isaac could have resisted <clears throat> the sacrifice. He could have run away. He could have battled with the father. He could have done all that. One of the things you need to understand here is that in as much as Abraham obeyed God and wanted to sacrifice his only son Isaac. Isaac also had the ability and the humility and 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 the and and the and and, and the meekness to surrender himself as an offering. My God, I feel like preaching right here. Isaac, Isaac could have run away, but Isaac said, if my papa says he, he wants to sacrifice me to his God, so be it. I, I am ready to lie on this altar uh, and be sacrificed as a burnt offering. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to get to the place where we have the heart of Isaac that it, it doesn't matter what it is, we are ready to to render ourselves on the altar of God. Isaac had the capacity to run. He had the capacity to not choose to be on the altar because his father was over a hundred years. So we are talking about the time and those two went to the altar. Isaac um, and Abraham was possibly 120 years old. My prayer for us is that you and I will get to the place in God where we are ready to offer ourselves and say, Papa, if you choose to take me as the offering, so be it, my God. If, if you choose to, 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 to take everything I have as the offering, so be it. If you choose to, to, to take my car as the offering, so be it. If you, if you say I need to walk now, so be it. Whatever it is. You see, Isaac could have resisted that sacrifice, but the man, he, he was with them man who 120 years to look at a man who is 120 years and a young man who is about 20 years the man Isaac had a strength he could have explicated himself from that old thing but the guy says Papa wants to sacrifice me I'm ready Papa if that is what it is, Father, I am ready to lie on the altar. And that is why Abraham and Isaac, they received generational blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand. You need to get to the place where God himself can trust you. My God. 
Will you need to get to a place where God himself can trust you and put you in a place where he says, this is the family I want to use. These are the people I want to set a generation with. These are the people I want to build a generation with. We need to get to the place where we are ready to surrender ourselves, our skills, our talents, everything that we have, we own, unto the Lord and say, Father, I am ready. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. When God was ready to sacrifice Isaac, God had already had a plan. Sometimes God just wants to test our hearts. Are we really willing to give to him that which is dear to us? This is a family that qualified for generational blessing. It was through that family that the entire earth was saved. The whole world was saved. Why? Because maybe if God chose you or me, maybe we would not have been willing to do what Abraham did. Imagine you are about 120, you have got only one son, and then God is telling you to sacrifice that one son. That one son. I don't know whether you would have been able to do that, but guess what? He did. Abraham was ready to do it. Isaac was ready to also offer himself on the altar. So be it. If that is what God wants, so be it. I pray that we will get to the place where we will tell the Lord, Father, if this is what you want, so be it. If you want this, I'm ready to give you. And, 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 and here it is, here it is, here it is. When uh, and Abraham stretched out, Abraham bound Isaac and placed Isaac on the altar. I pray for you and I that may Jehovah God bless us for our hearts and our willingness to make a sacrifice. Can I tell you something? God does not only let me let me. God does not only bless your actions; He also blesses your intentions. Let me take it again. God does not only bless your actions, he also blesses your intentions. There are certain intentions, very good intentions you have, that you, you have purpose that one day you will build a house for God. God will bless you so that you get to the position where you'll be able to build that house. Oh my God. God will bless you so that you get to the position where he can actually ride on you to the place where you can be able to do what he wants you to do. Abraham was asked to sacrifice Isaac. He had intentions to sacrifice Isaac. So God reckoned it as though he had already, he, he already sacrificed Isaac. In reality, Abraham did not sacrifice Isaac. But guess what? Because he had the intention to sacrifice Isaac, it was reckoned unto him as though he has done it. Some of you, you desire to do great things for God and genuinely, not those people who who pretend and act and, and, and do things that they don't really mean. Genuinely in your heart, you know deep down you want to do great things for God. Genuinely in your heart, you know deep down you want to advance the kingdom. Oh my God, I know people like that who don't care. They are willing to move the kingdom forward. And I pray, not just for you, I stand in my office as a prophet and I speak a generational blessing over you, over your children, over your children, children, in the name of Jesus, the heart with which you have to stand with the kingdom, 
wisdom, the heart with which you have to support the work of God, the heart magalo braziante, les capralus pre alimi antoa, i macopra alegede sabrazua, and teleme catunimi azea, the heart with which you have to move the things of God forward, to advance the ministry, to advance the kingdom, the heart with which you have that you really want to move God's things forward. I pray in the name of Jesus that may God bless you financially. May you have more than enough that a time will come you will single-handedly build a house for God. And you will single-handedly buy a bus for the church. You will single-handedly pay for the bills of the ministry. You will single-handedly finance the man of God. You will single-handedly support our media projects you will sing i pray that with your heart let me tell you let me tell you ladies and gentlemen the, the people god is looking for to activate generational blessing upon them this is what abraham did abraham was the first person it was through him that everybody on the earth got blessed he was the first person for god to pronounce a generational blessing over are you hearing me Jacob, Israel, the children of Israel, oh, they are all descending from Abraham. What did he do? Let us learn from that, that we are willing to honor the Lord with a sacrifice, my God. We are willing to honor God with a sacrifice. We are willing to sacrifice unto Jehovah. It doesn't matter what the enemy will do. We get to a place where we say, God, we are willing to sacrifice. We are willing to Yield a sacrifice, put our finances on the altar, put our giftings on the altar, put our talents on the altar. We are willing, oh God, to support the kingdom. Let me tell you, can I tell you something? Let me give you some statistics. I mean, let me not do it today, possibly maybe I'll do it on Saturday or something like that. There are men who made a lot of money, who built palaces and mansions and great things. They built a lot of things and great businesses and conglomerates and all that. But they leave all the possessions to their children and their children end up becoming, their children end up becoming poor, broke and their children die in poverty. They are men who had great possessions who had great wealth. They are men who, who took their children to private schools <clears throat> who took their children to private schools, did great things in the kingdom, sorry, did great things for their children, but guess what? By the time they leave their wealth to their children, their children squander all the wealth, sell all the property, and their children end up becoming poor. And their children end up as, as drunkards, one time I met a man in the flight. And the man was a wealthy man. Some of you, I mean, you, I don't know whether some of you, you are aware these days, you can actually do what we call, I mean, on most planes, they are, there is their Wi-Fi on the plane. The other day I was telling to some of people, they don't know that. Even on the plane, you can still use Wi-Fi. So I was seated close to this man and we're talking and talking and talking and I didn't know him. And he, he asked me, what do I do? And when people ask me what I do, 
I started explaining what I do and, and how our my organization is across the globe and what, what. So the man told me, now this is me. He mentioned my name. He, sorry, he mentioned his name and he has businesses all over the US and all that. And he says, I have only one son that I want to will my wealth to. But this son of mine is so fast. This son of mine is becoming waste. I give him the best in terms of school, in terms of training, but the boy ended up as a junkie. Are you hearing me? A wealthy man. He has one son, but the son is a drug addict. A drug addict. He does not know what to do with it. So I Google this man's name and I'm like, holy God, this is a wealthy man. And all his wealth, he does not know what to do with it. Why? Because the only son is an addict and a junkie. Hear me, ladies and gentlemen, it is not about how much wealth you build. It's about how much wealth you build and how much investments you have made in the kingdom. Because you may not be wealthy, but your son can grow to become a wealthy man. Your daughter can grow to become a wealthy woman. Why? Because you have made sacrifices in the kingdom that will speak for that man, that will speak for that boy, that will speak for that daughter. You need to get to the place in God that your services in the kingdom will make a statement in the spirit for you. That when even your son makes a mistake or your daughter makes a mistake, like the case of Solomon, God will look at you and save that boy. God will look at you and save that daughter. Some of you, if not for the sacrifices you make as a man, your children possibly would have been dead by now. If not for the kingdom, the things you have been doing for the Lord, your children, the devil would have consumed them and, and, and destroyed their lives and their destiny. But God still keeps them because of your services to the kingdom. God still preserves them because of the services you render in the kingdom. I want you to understand, it is not a matter of living wealth and things for yourself. It's a matter of thinking about the generation after you. Imagine, look at yourself, you are an old man, relaxing in your home, and you build great things for, for, for the family, and one, one your children wake grow up and waste your wealth, waste your hard-earned money, waste your properties, waste everything that you have built as a man. It will be so painful. This is what you can do. The Bible says that we do not lay our treasures on the earth where both and things can destroy it, but we lay our treasures in heaven. There is a way you can make an investment in the kingdom of God where God will preserve your children, preserve your family, preserve your house, preserve your finances. Now, you can be here Listen, listen to me. You might have done something, but now your children, the blessing that God can release upon you can transcend, will transcend beyond you to your children's children, and God can bless them. God will bless your children's children, not because of the fact that they are good or holy, or they've done the right, because of the things you have done for the kingdom. 
What are you willing to sacrifice for the kingdom? What have you done for the kingdom? I always say there are some battles, some of us, we don't fight because maybe our parents have sacrificed so much for the kingdom. And, 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 and you need to understand that principle. There is no way that enemy can take me out premature. It doesn't matter what the devil does. I can't. It is not possible. Why? Because we have done too much in the kingdom for God to overlook and to ignore we are on a mission, we are on an assignment, and so the sacrifices we have done in the kingdom continuously speak for us. It will speak for us. When the enemies want to destroy us, the sacrifices will speak. When the enemy want to stop you, your sacrifices will speak. Can I tell you, there is a way God is going to secure my children, protect their lives, protect their families, protect even them as they grow. Why? Because the sacrifices I have made in the kingdom will begin to speak over them. Hear me, hear me. Let's go into scripture. Let me show you a revelation and then we can start on it. And then, and then pray. Hear this. But the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham and said, Abraham, and he answered, here I am. And the Lord said, do not reach out with a knife in your hand against the boy. Do, do nothing to harm him, for I know that you fear God with reverence and profound respect. Since you have not withheld, you, you, you have not withheld from me your holy son, then Abraham, then Abraham looked up. And glanced around and behold, behind him, there was a ram caught in a ticket by eight tongues. Let's read verse 14. Then the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham, let me read verse 15 for the sake of time. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham the second time and said, by myself, I have sworn thee, declares the Lord, since you have done this and have not withheld from me your holy son, indeed, in, indeed, I will bless you greatly. And I will greatly multiply your descendants like the stars of the heavens and like the sun on the seashore. Now, Abraham's actions propelled God to meet the pronouncement. Hear me. Abraham's actions propelled God to make a pronouncement over his life. Abraham's actions. Abraham's actions. Abraham's actions propelled God to make a pronouncement and to declare over him. He says, in blessing, I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven and like the sun on the seashore. <laughs> Why? Because he was ready to make a sacrifice unto God. Generational blessings are propelled when men and women are ready to make sacrifices. Are you hearing me? When men and women are ready to make sacrifices unto God, it activates generational blessings to come upon them. When people are ready to do the things that ordinary men would not have done. Now, hear me. He, he, he. The second thing I said, generational blessings are released when you walk in utmost obedience. Utmost obedience. Hear me. Please, let us not think about ourselves. Let us think about our children. Let us do something for God that would erect a sacrifice and a generation for our children. Let me tell you something. Sometimes God may not give you the blessing to you, but it will come to your children's children. 
Uh, sometimes your children will run through life easily and, and, and without struggle. They will get certain funds easily. They will get certain positions easily. Doors will open for them easily. Jobs will come to them easily. Why? Because of the sacrifices the Father made unto the altar of God. The sacrifices the mother made unto the altar of God. Let us get to the place where we, we are able to yield unto Abraham obeyed God in total without reservations. The guy, God said, are you ready to do this? Say, sir, yes, sir. I'm ready to go with this. And boom, the guy did it. <coughs> and that activated a blessing over, over his life. Are you, are, you, are you listening to me? So are you ready to be a particular of the blessing of God? Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Outmost obedience. Outmost obedience. Obedience activates. Yes. Generational blessing. When, 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 when sometimes, see, we are so, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. God has said, God says, what do you have that you did not receive? If you did receive it, why are you acting as if it was not given to you? The scripture says, what do you have? We are stewards of everything and possessors of nothing. Do you hear what I said? You are a steward of everything and a possessor of nothing. You are a steward of everything and a possessor of nothing. You are a steward of everything. Everything you have, everything you own, everything you are, you are a steward of it and a possessor of nothing. Everything that is connected to you, everything you have, everything you own, you are just a steward of it and a possessor of nothing. You are just a steward. You are just a steward, you are just a steward, you are just a steward, you are just a steward. You are just a steward of everything and a possessor of nothing. What do I mean of being a steward of everything and a possessor of nothing? Everything that God gave you, he gave you for you to take care of it. You are a trustee. He can choose to take it out of you. He can choose to take it off your hand. He can choose to pass it over to somebody. There is something my father taught me. And let me tell you. The money and wealth changes hearts. My God, let me take it again. <clears throat> money and wealth changes hearts. Right now, look at, look at your bank account. Just, just have a quick scan at your bank account. Some of your bank accounts are very fast. Your bank account is like a barcode. Five, four, three, two, eight, three, four, five, six. It's so long. Somebody else, your bank account is negative. It's red. It's negative 20, whatever. Now, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. God chooses. Years ago, maybe your bank account didn't have money. A few years back, you were struggling, maybe three, four years ago. You didn't have what you have right now. 
But now, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Now you've got so much. And there was someone else who did not have, who also had a lot. And right now, they don't have, it's like your account is, 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 is almost nothing. Money moved from that person's account to someone else's. And money moved from somebody else's to your account. Are you hearing me? God has a way of shifting the wealth of the universe. God has a way of transferring wealth. What is what we call wealth transfer. God has a way. I know people who be previous months ago, years ago, didn't have, but now they are swimming in wealth. And I know people years ago had a lot, but now they are going to go down in, 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 in their finances. Why? Because you are a steward of everything and a possessor of nothing. You are a steward. So if as a steward, you don't know how to manage or be a good steward of what your master, the Lord Jesus has given you, then he will take it from you and give it to another. And many of you, you are just being tested with wealth. Oh my God, my God, God is testing you with wealth. Let me give Victoria wealth. Let me see how Victoria would manage this money I am giving her. And then God will watch you, 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 God will watch you. And after some time, he realizes that Victoria is a good steward. When I gave Victoria the wealth, she shared it with another. She blessed the kingdom. She supported the kingdom. And on that ground, God says, let me continue to bless Victoria. Let me continue to give more and more and more. There is another person possibly called John. John was giving the money. John was stingy. He does not support anything. He does not advance the kingdom because the first and the primary reason why money was given in the kingdom, money was given, money is given to God's people is to serve God, is to is for the kingdom, not just for your house and for your children and for you to live in mansions. No. <clears throat> <clears throat> Are you getting me? Yeah, the reason was not for that. The reason was for you. The reason was for you to support the kingdom. Let me give you a scripture. Now, in Exodus chapter 3, let me read it for you. The reason, the primary reason why money, wealth, finances is given. Exodus chapter 3, verse 19. Exodus chapter 3, verses 18. The elders of the tribe would Listen and pay attention to what you see. And you with the elders shall go to the king of Egypt and you shall say to him, hear what God said. When you go to the king of Egypt, this is what you tell him. The Lord, the God of the Hebrews has sent, has met with us. So now, please, we ask and plead with you, let us go on a three-day journey into the wilderness so that we may sacrifice to the Lord. 
so that we may sacrifice to the Lord. But, but I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless he is forced by a strong arm. The point I was trying, let me continue. Let me continue. I've got a, I've just got a few minutes and then I'll be running up. But let me continue this. The first, when God was sending the children of Israel to the wilderness, God said to Moses, when you go to Pharaoh, tell him that you are going to the wilderness to offer um, 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 sacrifices unto your God, to worship him. And then now God said to the children of Israel, go to the Egyptians and borrow silver and gold. And do not borrow a, 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 a little, borrow a lot. And tell them you are going to, God has a sense of humor. You are going to worship your God with it. They were to borrow silver and gold from the wilderness. Exodus chapter 23 and 22. Now, <clears throat> let, me, let, me, let me go back to the scripture we read quickly and then we can begin to pray and I'll close. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Now hold it. Now hear what God said. Look at how God managed the whole Exodus from Egypt. God said to Moses, tell Pharaoh that you are going on a three-day journey. That is verse 18. Exodus 3 verse 18. You are going on a three-day journey into the wilderness so that you may offer sacrifices to your God. Don't just tell them you are going and you don't come back. Say, oh, you are going to offer sacrifices to your God. And 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 verse 21 says, I will grant his people, this people favor and respect in the sight of the Egyptians. And therefore it shall be when you go, you will not go empty-handed. But every woman shall insistently ask her neighbor and any other woman who lives in a house for articles of silver and articles of gold and of clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and daughters. In this way, you shall plunder the Egyptians. They, they were to borrow silver and gold from the Egyptians. And God said, when you go, tell them you are going to worship God for three days. And then borrow silver and gold from the Egyptians and put them on your sons and daughters and leave. And the question is, were they going to come back? They were not going to come back. But God found a strategy to make sure that they live with silver, they live with gold. In other words, the purpose was that they were to worship God with the silver and the gold. As long as the purpose of you or your motive of having wealth and blessing is also has God factor in it, that you are going to serve God with it, you support the things of God with it, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. Matter what it is, God is going to prosper you. God was going to bless you. The idea is, as you, God blesses you with that fancy. Is it only about you, your sons and daughters, and your children, and, and all that? And if it's all about you, I'm telling you, you may not have enough. But if your motive, God said, tell Pharaoh that you guys are going to worship God for three days. It is written in your Bible, Exodus chapter three, reading for yourself from verse eighteen to verse twenty-two. Verse 22. And he says, go and borrow silver and gold. Tell them that you are going to worship God with the silver and gold. The purpose, the primary function of wealth and of money, of silver and gold to every believer is also to serve God. When you have that at the back of your mind, you will have more than enough. Anywhere you go looking for money, you will get. But when it is, it is, get all I can, can all I get and sit on the can. There are some people here like that. They get all they can, they can all they get and sit on the can. It is me, myself, and I, no one else. 
I'm telling you, if you are that greedy and selfish, you get nothing. But if you have a motive and a mindset to support the things of God, really, that is the principle. That is the first time the children of God got money, got silver and gold in the Bible. You see, how we as Christians, we pattern our lives after the scriptures. All these other religious sects, they pattern their lives after the word of God. They just don't say the Bible. Most of the things we practice, they practice, but it just twists it in another way. As long as your motive of getting money, wealth is right, God will grant you and not grant you a few, grant you more. God is telling me in the coming year 2023, he's going to raise a lot of millionaires in this ministry. I thought you would say I am one of them. You say I am one of the millionaires God will raise. And hear me, when if you can have your mindset right and your thinking right, that God bless me and I will stand with your things. I will stand with, the, with your church. Bless me and I will stand with the kingdom. I'm telling you, anytime you go looking for money, you know why God says, I will give you favor before them. God, God says, I will give you favor before the Egyptians. That when go and ask a borrow my silver and gold, and they will be granted. I pray that God raises you as a kingdom financier, as a kingdom um, 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 sponsor, somebody that will be ready to advance the kingdom, sponsor the things of God. May Jehovah God bring you to a place of millions. Let me tell you, it does not take God. I've seen so much in this kingdom for me to know. It doesn't take God one year to change a man's life. It takes God a matter of seconds. God can touch one man to, for you to find favor before that one man and your entire life will change. Your entire life will change. Your entire family, everything that matters to you is going to change because you just found favor before a man. May God bring you to a place where you find favor. May God bring you to a place where you, there is somebody that is watching you. You have a daughter called an Angel. You call your daughter Angel, like Angel. You, that is your daughter's name. You've got a daughter called Angel. I hear the spirit of the Lord saying, the star Angel carries is bright. Your daughter Angel carries a bright star. And I speak over her and I declare in the name of Jesus that whatever star that that child carries, ah, it shall bright, brighter and brighter in the name of Jesus. Hear me? God willing, next week, this coming Saturday, I want to give you an opportunity. We are doing a fundraising as a ministry to support the altar that we are raising in Kenya next year. Are you listening to me? I, I want to prepare your heart and your mind for what we want to do. Straight up. I want to give you an opportunity to, 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 to support the work that we are going Start talking to God. God, how much should I give to support this altar next year? As easy, it's like you are helping build a church. You are helping build a sanctuary. You are helping set up a ministry. And as long as the ministry starts, the Lord will favor you. As long as the ministry starts, as long as the ministry starts, as long as the ministry starts, the Lord will favor you. The, the, your, your, your household will, will stand and your children will be blessed. So I want you to get yourself ready. Prepare this Saturday. The time is 9 p.m. Please don't exempt yourself. Some of you, when it is come, we, we just make sure you make yourself available. Make yourself available 
and be part of that fundraising. And I'm telling you, God is going to bless you. We don't need numbers. We need committed people. Committed people who say, Are you hearing me? Who will say we are ready to support this cause? Next year, we want to raise an altar in Kenya. And I want you to be part of the people to, to raise, help, support the work. Let God talk to you any amount that the Lord lay on your heart. You say, Papa, I'm ready to support you with it. We, we want to connect and we want to do this. And I know for sure Jehovah God is going to help us and help us build this thing. And, and favor will be our portion. May Jehovah God bless you. We want to pray right now. Now, you are taking only one prayer. My time is up. That may, may your seed, may your sacrifices, may Jehovah God favor you. May Jehovah God favor you. May Jehovah God favor you. You are praying that may your seed speak for you. May your sacrifices speak for you. You are speaking and declaring right now in the name of Jesus that may your sacrifices speak for you. You are declaring right now in the name of Jesus that may your sacrifices speak for you. You are declaring right now in the name of Jesus that may your sacrifices speak for you. We pray and declare in the name of Jesus. May Jehovah God command a sacrifice in your home, a sacrifice, every sacrifice that you have declared of release, I decree and declare, may it speak for you in the name of Jesus. May Jehovah God activate a shift in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak and we decree and declare, let the heavens remember you. 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 I speak over your seed. I speak over your sacrifices. May it the harvest in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God.